Hey everybody, it is Dave and Jeff. It is October 26, 2020, and we got a whole kind of new setup going on. It's unbelievable tonight. in here. <laughs> Dave said it. It's like a ping pong table. I wish you could see it. <laughs> uh, I was just saying, wouldn't it be great? You guys are just listening and you just hear like a little tap, tap. Yeah. You'd be like, what the fuck is going on with my speakers? You tap, tap, tap. Just me and Dave playing, uh, playing ping pong. How many podcasts do you listen to? Oh, that's a funny to say that. I don't listen to a lot of them. Um, How come? It, it's not that I don't. I hate to say it. Probably because I don't like a lot of them. Like, I'll, I'll tell you the one I like. I like the one Taylor Luan of the Titans has one. Okay. And uh, it, and it's basically done on a bus. And it's him and Will Compton, who's a linebacker for the Titans. I like that. And it was kind of interesting. It's a second term with the the Titans. So last year, Will Compton was on the Raiders. All right. Yeah. And you know how guys change jerseys? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Last year when he was on the Raiders, 10 guys on the Titans gave him their jersey. Like That's how much he's loved. Oh, wow. And so this show is fucking hilarious. And and it's it's Taylor Wan who just blew his knee out last week before the Steeler game and is a, you know all pro uh, left tackle for the Titans for Michigan. And he rips the fuck out of Brady Hoke on this thing. Really? Says Brady Hoke completely fucked him and lied to him and Shut and cost up, him Taylor. cost cost him millions of dollars. Well, he has the the proof to show it. And so then he sits there and he talks about his moves which make me laugh. He brings these guys on like these big time, you know, defensive linemen. Yeah. And he'll drop in there, "Hey man, you keep doing that. I'll suck your dick." He goes, "That's Jesus. that's what we do." And it gets in their heads, and the guys are like, what the fuck? You were completely in my head. I didn't want to get near you. And he goes, yeah, that's the point. And so he says some guy will always follow up. And go, yeah, man, that's what we do. We Jesus, suck dicks here. Jesus, and, and, Jesus. And it is so fucking God, funny to watch him dizzy. bring guys on the bus that are NFL stars that sit there and go, man, you threw me off my game. And he goes, yeah, that's exactly what I do. He goes, I throw you off the game. But it's good. I, I tell you, everybody likes um, Rogan. Uh, Rogan. And I hate Rogan. I Why? Don't, I don't. I just don't think he's good. I just. Don't, I think Rogan's always about Rogan, and for me, yeah. I'm just. You and I, when we do interviews, I'd say you and I are great at it. But I like the way you and I do interviews. We try and bring out the best in our guest. I always feel Rogan tries to be the best of Rogan. The tension's always on him, and that's fine. We know people that we're friends with that do podcasts that do the same thing, but it's not my style. I want to know who you're talking to. That's why I like Stern. And yeah, I hate, I hate the only problem I have with Stern when he does his interviews because he's as good as anybody is when he tries to do the psychologist all of a sudden. You know what? Maybe it's because, and he starts giving information back that his psychiatrist or psychologist has given him. I'm like, you aren't a medical doctor. Just the, stay off of that shit. The problem to me with Stern is, man, he really focuses on the negatives. Yeah. And I, why are you doing that? Yeah. Hey, Dave, when you got fired <laughs> at this station and you had to go home and the way you felt, you're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, wow, when the book didn't sell... Nine million copies. Did you go home and question who you are? But I'm talking more about podcast. The the thing with those that you just mentioned, and I don't know that I've ever heard an episode of the Rogan Experience. Um, oh, really? Joe was in studio with us at Extra. Yeah. We hit it off because I was working for Dan Henderson at that time. And then saw him in San Jose after the Shogun fight, had a brief conversation. Now that's really it. Fantastic. I mean, when you look at a guy that had been an actor, yeah, started as a backstage interviewer for the UFC, and they realized how special he was as somebody who trains in martial arts but was able to explain to ham and eggers like you and me 
what exactly we're seeing and what to look for, yeah. while also earning the respect of the fighters and the trainers, really cool. And has done it consistently. So I love him I for that. I agree. But this is the thing that I am fascinated by. I'm fascinated by podcasts that are not done by Taylor Llewellyn. Luan. Or Luan, my apologies. And... uh or Joe Rogan, or anybody. I'm talking about the everyday podcast that is just done in the garage. And not this one, but done in the back room. And it's everyday people. And if you're one of those people, look, you can take this advice or you can ignore it. <laughs> but the thing that makes me insane right from the start is the smugness for people that come out, hey, what's going on? Well, what are you what are you doing over there? What? What am I doing? What are you? Fuck you off! They're, they're dragging. Is that what you're saying? Get to it! But isn't Get. that like that on radio too? You just want them to get to it. The difference is on the radio. I'm driving and I can change stations. <laughs> and but usually, if you've been hired by a radio station, you have some sort of resume that will allow you to be there. Although you hear other shows and you just keep going. Basically, anything outside of Scott show on 1090. You just keep going. But I'm talking about the people that want to do a podcast that might really have a different perspective, might have a really fun approach or do it. Just fucking do it like you're invested. We're the, as your listener, we're sitting at the table and it's you and the co-host and me. Don't just sit there and talk. What would you do if we were actually there around the table? Bring us in. Be fucking interesting. God, it's the thing that makes me crazy is because I listen to all these different shows that people send me, and I want them to be great. I want them to be great. And there's just this, it's it's the David's, the one common thread that goes through all of them is that you think you're better than you are. Don't. just well, everybody thinks they're better than they are hey, because it's them. Well, <laughs> what? Yeah, huh? Well, they don't. <laughs> In their defense... They aren't pros at doing that. It's, it's fine. like the equivalent of you throwing a football no. at the beach and Jared Goff watching you throw a football at the beach. Oh, well, yeah, not even close. But, <laughs> but Dave, there are people that you go to yeah. at parties or anything else that don't have the hours where you go, this fucking guy's great. This guy's fucking great. I could sit here and talk to this guy all night long. And he could do anything. He could be from accounting. He could do whatever. And you're just sitting there, you laugh your ass off all night. And everybody has those. That's what you're looking for. I think, Dave, what frustrates me is the shows that I hear, you go, God dang, I love the chemistry between the host. I think you're right there as far as content. But don't think that I'm so bored that I'm going to sit there all night waiting for you to hit your stride. See, everybody, I, I think, is a fan of themselves because they're the ones doing it. So they believe it. it's great from the beginning. They, there yeah. isn't somebody there to tell them, hey, man, this sucks. This isn't. This well, isn't, I don't want to say it, it sucks because that, that's. Well, does it hold your time? That's it. I mean, you said you have options. You can flip through things. You turn it off. Yeah. You uh, you have options. I yeah. don't. Yeah. And, and honestly, Dave, just to jump in, I don't ever want to say, well, this sucks. Why not? Uh, because then it's, I would rather tell you this is how it could be better. Yeah, Would well, you rather hear how this... Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> okay, let's play the game. Sure. You are one that has always spoken your mind, okay? Mm -hmm. And so you go, this sucks. If it was me, you would tell me this sucks. You've told me I've done things you think suck. 
Yeah. Okay, so why can't you tell someone else, hey, I'm trying to make you better, so I'm going to tell you this sucks. It's time God, to move we, on to something else. There, uh, why don't you just, instead of sugarcoating it, tell them, look, you're going to get better if you cut this, this, and this out. I would just say, and this is why I bring it up. If they send it to you, people send me stuff all yeah. the time too. Yeah, go ahead. JP.Dots at the Yahoo.com. I don't want a nickel. And I, it's just my opinion. That's the one thing I would always say. It's just my opinion. Shit, I heard one tonight that is... From a friend or for just uh, someone that actually wants your advice? Uh, in the middle. Okay. And... Those are tough. <laughs> but it's it's brilliant. It's It's brilliant in the sense that they used to date each other. Okay. They were they've been friends for a long time. They used to date. Now one of them's married, one's not, but they have so much history and so much chemistry. Yeah. But I don't I don't want to start writing 20 notes cuz they're just trying to find their way. But the things that they're addressing are they'd be really really good if they found a way to take all of us, not just me, all of us to tune in. If you brought us into the party, I'd be fascinated by it. And why I say it and why I'm so passionate about it is terrestrial radio is not going anywhere. People are still going to keep it, right? Whether AM radio lasts, that's up yeah. for debate. We've been hearing that for 25 years. However, the market for podcasting right now is unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's the future. It is. And if any of you are doing it, fuck, man, it is right there for you to just grab it by the throat and go and crush it. And nobody will be more excited than us. But I would just say, respect your audience. Understand that they they want to be entertained. It's Think back to your, your favorite movies, your favorite stand-up, your concerts you've seen, right? If you hear a new song from a new artist that you're not familiar with, how much time do you give it before you're changing stations? Yeah. 10 seconds? 25 some of these shows, it's like two minutes. Dude, there's no way I'm hanging for two minutes. And that's just the thing, Dave. I'm I'm so it's just like uh you're excited, man, because there's so much out there, whether it's padres or politics or relationships, depression, fucking mixology, anything you want to do. And it just it makes me insane that there's not enough people that just come right out from the intro. Try to grab your attention, bring you into that conversation, and make it impossible for you to turn away. You know, it's funny. I think when I hear a lot of podcasts now, especially when it's, let's say, people are already established. There are a lot of people who are established on TV who are but not trying to but do But we'll give them a little bit more leeway, Why? don't we? Why should we? Because I think they have enough history. They have enough. I'm just saying. Okay, I'm just saying you shouldn't because they're pros. But so if they the, have a skin in the game. Yeah, but this is what what's always missing in those. Okay. It's always two, whether it's two guys, two girls, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking people are established. I'm talking ESPN, Fox. I'm talking people that have been in media for a long time. It's that moderator in the middle that keeps the balance of the two guys. Yeah. No one knows because they're always brought on as the expert, both guys. It's never the the host and an expert. And these podcasts, it's always two experts and they don't know how to do the balance. Yeah. They don't know to have one guy there, just like the show you were just talking about, which uh -huh. I haven't heard. The, the couple that used to date, one's married, one's God, not. God, it's brilliant. I but love you need, that. you need that person in the middle to ask the questions or keep it balanced because you get stuck in inside jokes. Yes. And you get stuck in inside jokes. And so uh, <laughs> as uh, Randy Scott from ESPN goes, I love inside jokes. I hope to be a part of one one day. <laughs>
It's well, a bit crack spit when they always leave him out on ESPN and he drops that line. It makes me laugh. But anyway, that that's what always seems to, to be missing. And we have a lot of friends energy. that are- energy. You ever hear the yeah. energy on podcasts? Yeah. yeah. It, and Why are they all right here? They don't, they, they don't know. They don't know. They just- so I would say to anybody that's just your your normal guy, and we have friends in the neighborhood that do podcasts and have set yeah. up just like we do here, is you'd listen to it before you post it and, yeah. and, and take yourself out of it and go on. Don't fall in love with it because that's your voice and your name on the show. Go back and listen to it and go, what do you, th- what do you think? How good is it? And yeah, it's funny. Josh and I get a shitload of stuff sent to us too, but just like you do. And yeah. you know what? We tell people all the time, it's not any good. Go back and listen to it again. And yeah. then they go, you're right. It wasn't good. Thanks for being honest with me. Yeah. I don't think you're wrong, Jeff, by telling somebody it's not good. You don't have to use the word sucks, but it, it's yeah. not good. It's just right now when you look, it's wide open. Yeah. And if you're just doing it because you're dicking around for three of your buddies, then dick around for three of your buddies and and have some fun. Who gives a shit? And I'm, and I'm with you. But God dang, man, there's such a vacancy for really interesting content that hasn't been tapped into before. That's what I was talking to Josh about with you and him. I go, yeah. dude, you don't need to come in and do Padre Dodger talk. We've already done that on our show. Talk about the relationship, the, the way you guys see shit. Uh, and that's why I think Good Chatter moving forward is going to be fantastic because I think he's going to take it down a different path, which is going to be hysterical, and I can't wait. But But that's different for you guys. I'm just saying for anybody out there, like, we want you to be great. Dave and I want you to be great. A hundred percent, it would be so much fun. And I had said to these people, look, if this show's really good, I'm going to send people over to you. Yeah. And hopefully we get some people listening and doing whatever. Because think about it, Dave. Can you imagine doing a show with your ex? No. <laughs> like, well, they're doing it, yeah. and it's that, so. Well, and that's an interesting concept because they they've slept with each other. Yeah, and so, now they're apart, but yeah. still friends. Yes. and one of them's married. Yeah, and and the wife is there, and everybody's cool. Like the whole thing, like the dynamic. You go, fuck! I want to hear what's going on yeah. there, Be- because then you can put yourself in his shoes, and you can think about your ex and go, oh wow. What would that be like if I had that conversation with them on and on and on? So I'm not going to offer anything up to them because they didn't. They just said, hey, listen okay. to the show. And I, I again. Are you waiting for them to ask you, what do you think? No, because but I. But if they came to you and said, what do you think? I'd say, fuck, you're, you're really, really close. You just got to be better than what I've heard. There you go. Because I, I think, like, it's just so different. Um, I don't know any shows like that. And I, I love stuff like that because you have, I mean, I get along great with my ex-wife and um, I, I, I couldn't do a show with her. You couldn't? No. Well, I'll listen to that maniac all day. Uh, so, but, but to listen to these two, like I just, I want it to be great. And I listened from Carlsbad down. So uh, hopefully they find their way. And if they find their way and kind of hit their stride, we'll just tell you, hey, pick it up at yeah. episode uh, you know, 100 and and off they'll go. But no, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to just call it, well, listen, hey, I've written down a handful of notes. They're like, who the fuck are you? Um, <laughs> but it's, there's so Technically, many. Technically, you do have the credentials. You've been doing this for 30 years. Yeah, but there are so many. There's so many open lanes in the podcast world where you, where if you're doing it, you can be great. 
You just don't be lazy is probably what I'm saying. Just don't be lazy in what you put on the air. People will find you, we'll find you, we'll promote the shit out of you. I don't have any problem with that. If you make me laugh on my drive from Carlsbad to Chula Vista, yeah. holy shit, man, I'll tell the world about you. But it, but if you're lazy, I'm not going to rip you. We just won't promote you. Okay, you said something interesting about 10 minutes ago. You said there are people that you go to a party with, you meet them, and you go, I could talk to this person yes. all night. More often than that, More often than not, isn't that usually a girl, not a guy? Uh, in some cases, to me, I, I said this to a friend of mine yesterday, uh, the, the people, Dave, that I could talk to all day long are entrepreneurs, small business owners, uh, uh, actors, athletes, politicians, right? Musicians, comedians. We've talked to all of them. The people that I am the most curious about are entrepreneurs, small business owners, people like Walchef. Uh, Dan Williams, Brian Curry, Al Taylor. Uh, I love hearing the stories about everything that went into the business. How did you find the building? Who, the night before you put the key in the door for the first time, what's running through your head, right? Who didn't believe in you? From family members or friends, who didn't believe in you? And now that you're successful... And they probably come around, but do you hold a grudge? Like, does it bother you that when you were ready to go, they were like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And and just all that, because I love the courage that it takes to say, yeah, how'd you settle? Like, I'll ask you all day long. And, and not just being facetious, because I'm genuinely curious, how'd you settle on the name? Where'd the name come yeah. from? Where'd the logo come from? What'd the colors come from? What do you what do you, what makes you nervous at night when you leave at five o'clock and the store's still open till ten? Right? What makes you nervous? All those kind of things. Like for Sean. Thing I talk to Sean about all the time because I'm just blown away. Like, how much how does it go preparing for tomorrow? You're in that smoker. Yeah. So the brisket, the tri-tip, like, dude, how do you do that? Like, I talk to him about this all the time. I just, I'm like, all right, and how many, How do you know how many people to have in the back, right? The cleanup crew, health department, all that wild. It's just dude, the inventory part. He, the inventory, he right? He has every sweet and low counted, every straw counted. I mean, he has everything down. There's nothing that slips by. If you think, I'm just going to order a shitload of napkins, it doesn't work that way. God, he knows exactly right? to the point how many napkins are. So that to me, Dave, if if we go to a party and somebody is a small business owner, I want to hear it. But I, it's always like, I just, I love it, man. Because I don't think I'd have the courage to do it. I don't think I'd have the courage. Oh, it's a gamble, yeah. To go and sign yeah. a lease. Yep. I, there's places all over town. On Morena Boulevard, there's a huge building that's a fucking light bulb store. Yeah. How's that guy make it work? And how I've driven you... by that store a bunch of times. Right. Now, you're dating the hottest girl on the planet. You go, you know what, baby? You know what? Ah, fuck. You're going to ride this wave with me. I am going to open a business. And she's thinking, God, this is going to be great. You're going to be Fryer Tux or one of these fucking places, right? And that guy, I don't know, that guy might be really successful, but we are Indiana phones. Yeah. We need to drive by him and fucking flip him yeah. off, too. What happened to the guy at the Padre Pub over there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All these guys. 
But when that guy goes home and tells his wife, yeah, I just signed a lease on a 25,000-square-foot building on Morena Boulevard. And guess what, baby? We're going to sell every fucking light bulb you can think of. You need a light bulb for your license plate? We fucking got it. You need a lava lamp? We got it. You feeling me? You feeling me? Oh my Lonnie, God. Lonnie Lonnie Anderson. <laughs> uh, but all day long, you drive by it. I'm just like, how the fuck do these guys pay the bills in this town, right? The yes. sewing right on uh, the fuck street is that? Over there by Parkway Plaza. Kind of as you swing into El Cajon, I think it becomes Broadway. Maybe that's Broadway. Shit, I've only lived here 15 years. Goddamn, David, it's got to be 15,000 square foot. Yeah. Sewing machine repair. Who the fuck has a sewing machine and bringing it in for repairs? Dude, that's funny. There's a place on 3rd Avenue in Chula Vista. All they do is repair sewing machines and vacuum cleaners. And vacuum cleaners. That guy. Yep. Boy, my old neighbor was a a vacuum repair guy. Yeah, I remember you telling me. Oh, shit. Guy didn't say two words to me the entire 10 years I lived by him until I pulled a fucking Dyson out of my trunk. (laughs) Ho, 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 ho. Hey, hey, hey. What are you doing there? Why don't you come on down? Come on down. I got time tomorrow at 1030, and he's throwing the fucking rice on the ground. You're like, oh, fuck off. (laughs) Hey, watch this. Watch this melee. See that? That's beautiful. You want to go to a bag vacuum, Jeff? God damn it. Don't you have allergies? Doesn't Cade have allergies? You don't want that cylinder? Fuck! God damn, I'm so glad you came in. I'm going to get you this melee for only $5.29. I'm like, okay. My wife's like, what the fuck did you just do? I told you to buy the $89 Dyson, you dick. Fuck! Oh, you just blew it out. Hold on. <laughs> you you should see the pick up the rice, V. God damn it. Don't talk to me like I'm done. We'll have it paid off in no time. The worst is those guys that knock on your door. Hey, I just want to show you this real quick. And it's five hours later. Well, they and don't bring that. And they're in there. And they, every time I've had one of those guys try and come in, I was go, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Yeah. And I always have the guys that sit there and kill the bathroom and then smoke cigarettes in my house at the same time. Like, what are you doing? Get yeah. the fuck out. Get, get your shit. Get out no. of here. I'm buying your $2,000 vacuum cleaner. I like it when the families come by. Hyping me on some fucking church, right? Like Jehovah's Witness or something. Because I like it when I get, I mean, they got to be over 18. Not, I mean, I'm classy. And uh, they're like, hey, do you have Jesus Christ in your life? And I go, you know what? God dang. Man, your timing couldn't be more perfect. I said... Uh, my girlfriend is one of the top adult film stars in the world. And listen, we're killing it. I mean, you can see in the place we live. Can't afford 900 square feet. Goddamn LaMesa if you weren't killing it. Now, listen, if she's doing great in porn and I'm doing great living my life, do you think we'd fit in well with the church? Like, what's your guys' view on that? Because I'm really interested. This sounds really great. And they just kind of smile. And the eyes go way back in their head. And they're just, their pamphlets sitting there. You want me to take that pamphlet? I go, hey, I got one of ours. You want one of our pamphlets? We could do kind of like a trade, old school. They're like, no. I'm like, well, hey, now I feel like you're judging me. We've, (laughs) We've known each other two minutes. And you won't even look at the movies. What are you watching? Who are you watching? And then they just walk away. Dude, 
Well, okay, so here's the deal. I've noticed at least when I when I do the party thing and I go and I talk to guys and mm-hmm. I talk to women there, I much rather talk to the women for the fact women listen back. Guys never seem to listen. What I mean right. is not just with me, with with anybody. And I always look at do you remember Arsenio Hall? I think I've told yeah. you this before. Arsenio Hall used to be a, to me a terrible interviewer because mm-hmm. he would ask a question and the guy could say anything like it would be like, What's your favorite bicycle? And he the answer could be Man, I stole a Corvette when I was 12 years old. And then Arsenio would just jump to the next question. He wouldn't listen to what the guy's oh. answer was. So he never played off the, the answers to the questions. And so when I talk to guys, most of them aren't thinking about exactly the question they asked me. They're just thinking the next question they're going to ask me. Yeah. And it wears me out. Women don't do that. Women will sit there and have a full conversation with you all the time. And you can have a conversation with them. But most men I know are horrible listeners. It's tough on radio. Yeah. You got to you got to get to that point. Look, I mean, we all went through it because you have your question that you have lined up for Matt Vaskersian. You want to ask him, "Hey, can you go to Kenley Jansen in game 6?" But then he says in his answer, uh where you ask him, "Hey, what do you think?" Well, uh, "Hey man, Corey Seager is playing great and isn't it amazing?" that Fernando Tetis Jr. gets left off for the gold glove on mine. He would have been the clear-cut winner. Right. Matt, do you go to Kenley Jansen? And people are in the car like, what? <laughs> what What are you doing, asshole? <laughs> you see it on TV all the all time, the though. Time. But the problem is on TV, you have some producer talking in your ear. All right, let's get this asshole off, okay? Jesus Christ. Uh, let's give him about another three... Give three questions, all right, Chris Cuomo, and then we'll wrap it up. We'll do the crossover with Anderson. Good, over. And at the time, the guy. I don't know if they say over. <laughs> and then the guy is like, Chris Cuomo said, what's your favorite bicycle? I ride Schwinn's because that's what Castro rode. <laughs> oh, hey, that's great, man. Everybody loves a good Huffy. All right, well, we got to go. And- uh, Anderson Cooper's here. And at home, you're like, what? Yes. Like, did you even hear what that dude just exactly. said? Uh <laughs> He rides it because Scott Bale rides it. What? That's why you ride a bike, dude? Because Scott Bale rides it? Fucking Cuomo missed it? Has he got COVID again? The fuck's going on with this asshole? Um, do yeah. They, do they still make Huffies? I have no idea. Dude, I wanted a Huffy so bad, dude, when I was a kid. And they didn't cost a lot. And my, I remember my dad bought me a shitty uh, yellow Schwinn with a white seat. I was like, oh, my friend's got Huffies. I, I can't jump anything in this Schwinn. We need to figure out as a show, it's how this show's going to go someplace. I, I'm sick. Look, this city made a huge mistake. The city made a huge mistake in so many different neighborhoods where they have given the bicycle riders entire access to the lane, right? Yeah. Now, look, a lot of us are to blame for where the problem became. I blame Dan Williams. I don't blame Dan Williams, who I blame is all of you that parked in the bike lane because you're too goddamn lazy to park down C Street. You got to park on 101, and now Dan doesn't have a bike lane, so he has to swing out, and then all of us rode by, hey, get over, pants, bike pants, asshole. Get over, Greg Lamond, you dick. (laughs) So then uh, the bicycle community had a complaint Local government's like, okay, you know what? Fuck. We're sorry you got all these dipshits parking in your bike lane. 
So we'll give you full access to the, yeah, you can use the right lane. Well, the problem is now, even when the bike lane's wide open, you've got bicyclists that are taking up this entire lane and just fucking up everything. Yeah. And it's just this attitude like, well, hey, I've got access to the lane. And I feel like, Dave, there should be something that we should be able to do that would not completely endanger them, right? <laughs> Jesus. You know, just take a broomstick right in the spokes. Kick, 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 kick. It's fall. <laughs> How do we rein these fuckers back in? Right? I thought it was bad enough when we go see Costa in Kensington. <laughs> And all those guys in the U.S. Postal Office yeah. outfits. Right, right, right. On your right. Fuck you, <laughs> Floyd Landis. Uh, God damn. And it drives me crazy. You get behind these guys, and they've got the whole bike lane. Yeah. I get it. Like on 101 in Encinitas, there are places where people are just parked. And the people riding the bike, they don't have anywhere else to go. I get it. Yeah. Like, like we're part of the problem. So everything's slowed down, but you gotta you got to deal with it. How do we get? How do we fix it, Dave? You're a leader amongst men. Oh my men. God, I am. I am not. Not when it comes to this whole thing here in uh, in East Lake. I almost hit one of those guys. Like I know people say they almost hit people all the time. That would have been terrible. Like as soon as I, I almost hit a guy. Yeah. Made a made a left turn. Didn't see the guy in the bike lane, and it was one of those like, oh my God, I almost hit that guy. And then in my no head, more reflective clothing. Have you dude, noticed that either? Guys in complete black. Yeah. Complete black. Nothing on the bike. Didn't even see it. And I was like. Dude, that would have changed his life and my life forever. As well, soon as, as we would have all blamed you. Oh, yeah. We well, would have been like, God damn, Dave, what's your problem? They had a bad day on Twitter, so you murder a, a guy? <laughs> a lot of times I feel that way. But honestly, I, I remember thinking for about 10 minutes going, I almost killed that guy. Yeah. And he had to be thinking, too. I almost got hit by that car. But at the same time, there no reflective clothing. You're right. Complete black. Black pants, black shirt. Didn't see the bike at all. Who's the bigger asshole right now? Is it because, boy, there's a lot of them around. It's the bike guy, non-reflective clothing at night that's just out in the middle. Yeah. Or these fucks that just jaywalk in the middle of the night, again in the dark clothes, that are just cutting across the street, and you almost hit that. Yeah. You seeing those guys no, down here? No, no. <laughs> the jaywalking guys weren't have a problem with down here. Too many bikes, though, down here in East Lake. Right, Way well, too many fucking bikes. Well, I'm excited when we uh, announce in January that you're running for city council. Well, here- I think you'd win. Do you think you'd win if you ran for what office could you run for in East Lake and win? Oh my gosh. Dude. Could you make it onto the city council? Do you think no. enough people why? Fuck, dude. I don't know. It's it no, it's funny. I just had this conversation the other day. A friend of mine ran for an office in in Alabama. Okay. okay. <laughs> and she said, This is the biggest mistake of my life. Why? Because I, I, I guess they dug up some shit on her. Oh, no. And she said, this has ruined my life. I'm going to have to leave the state. Oh, and no. this is the worst idea I've ever had. I'm going to lose. And now my reputation is shit. And she's freaking out. Well, she, dude, she fucking won. Oh. And she's like, she goes. Without. Is she president? And so <laughs> she's like, in Alabama, you have a chance. You never know what's going to happen. But she's. She's like she. She literally said, "Never do this. Never run for fucking never do it for government unless you're you have the cleanest record of all fucking time. Not me or your family has the cleanest record because even if you're clean and you got a brother that goes to I Thanksgiving do. strip clubs, yeah, I, I you're, that. you're fucked. Hey, you need a plate? Yeah, you're, you, that's what's going to come out. Jeff yeah. got Seth and his brother fucking eat at strip clubs on Thanksgiving. Well, my brother, even his be- family hates him. <laughs> 
My brother would be like, well, we can't go to Pacers because of Tommy Pham. <laughs> Movie theaters are closed. We don't know where to go. There's a, a uh, do you know if there's any other Dave Palais? Have you looked up? Yeah, there's, it- a, there's a guy in Wisconsin. Really? Yeah. What's he do? He, I don't know, but he's loaded. I looked really? him up. Really? Yeah. I reached out to him one time. It's, now, it's are you a, friends with him on Facebook? Yeah, I think I am. I'm a, it's a rare name, so I reached out yeah. to him one time, like 10 years ago. I think when you and I were like at Free FM, and uh, and the guy's family is loaded. He's like Mr. Wisconsin. But does he pronounce it Palais? You know what? I, I, I didn't ask him. I didn't yeah. ask him that one. That's kind of that's kind of funny. I don't know. You and I remember we interviewed Dave and Jeff. And they're gay. Yeah, they're gay in Phoenix. They were awesome. Yeah. They were freaking awesome. I love yeah. those dudes. Yeah. Like, what happened to those guys? <laughs> uh, I hope they're staying together. They were, God, they were great. There's another another Jeff Dodseth. Really? In Minnesota. Wow. And he's freaking great. He's friends of mine on Facebook. I tracked him down. And, uh, yeah, he's run for office. Really? And I, I don't think he won. God, he was so cool, Dave. He sent me a whole box full of shirts and stickers. It's the funniest shit ever. Can you imagine? I feel like there's other Mike Costas. I'm sure. That are, but I mean, like, I feel like the Mike Costa had some notoriety for. Oh, really? Like, not, and not bad. There's got to be other Steve Woods. Of course. That's a common name. But. Like, you get this box, and they're like, hey, vote Dave Palais for Congress. You're like, what? All right, this is cool. But, um, yeah, that's a fun thing. Okay, let me ask you. If you could go back, all right, to the Mm -hmm. time you're 18 years old. Yeah. And you you could talk to yourself and say, you're really going to love politics. And Congress might be something you might want, or government might be something you want to get involved with. Pursue it. Would you pursue it? No, I'd have to I sacrifice would, I everything think, I did. I think you would love it. No, not me. Like who? Who? I'd like Donna Rice. Yeah. I'd like that part of it, no doubt. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Jesus! I think on the honestly, boat? Yeah. Come I, on, the hanky panky. I think honestly, you would love it. I think that would have been your kind of like. I always say, if <sighs> I could go back, I would have been a school teacher. Oh, but you would be in. I think you would be good in government. I think it'd be right up your alley. I'd be that guy. Who's that goddamn guy in Illinois? Rod. I don't know which one. Lukarski or okay. whoever the governor got busted running the pot, taking illegal funds. That'd be me. Oh my I'd, god! I'd be Hunter Biden. <laughs> I'd be fucking all coked up, laid out, and the next thing I know, I'm making nine hundred grand or allegedly from some Ukraine business. I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm in. Yeah. That's what happens. That's the name of the game. Hey. You think he's the only one? No, no, no. I'm not saying. No, not at all. I don't know what he did or didn't do. I'm just saying, hypothetically, I would be that guy. I'd be like, well, have I ever done, uh, worked in energy? No. But I do have life experience, and I feel like I'm a team player, and I'm excited to learn. How much am I making? Yeah. 185 grand a month? (sighs) Well, yeah, I mean, I... Tighten a few bolts here and there. <laughs> figure some shit out. Get rid of Hulu. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go, guys. Fuck it. Let's go. You're buying the first round, though, you cheap dick. <laughs> you know what I was thinking of today? The guy from the guy that got cut jerking off in the Zoom call? Uh, uh, yeah, Tubin. Yeah, Tubin. Now, what happens? Okay, first of all, 
you go, okay, professionally, things aren't very good. But even personally, like Thanksgiving's coming up in a month. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Who's hey, inviting uh, this guy over, right? Yeah, who's letting him cut the turkey? Hey, maybe we'll handle the knife, okay? <laughs> Thanks. Right? I mean, you can't. I mean, what do you do if you're this guy? I mean, if you're that guy, you just move to, like, Nova Scotia, right? You just move up there and you just fucking open a bait store. I mean, how much money could he possibly be worth to just make a run for life? I mean, just to go, no one's going to recognize me. I mean, you're going to say goodbye to your family and friends because nobody wants to associate with you. Right. You're that slob that got cut jerking off on TV and everybody across the country knows it. Stern said last night, he goes, when's he jerk off again? Or is he just carrying so much guilt? He, can, he looks down. He's like, you little bastard. You fucked me over again. God damn it. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> what happens to this guy? I don't know. I'm sitting there going, what does he do? Family? I mean, I understand there's COVID, but yeah. normally you're around the family around Thanksgiving and Christmas and shit like that. And now everybody, no matter how close you you love this guy, you still can't look at him without going, this sweaty fuck. Yeah. Like, all right. Like, Fred Willard, the late Fred Willard, he got busted at, like, this porn theater in L.A. And you go, oh, shit, man, right? Fred Willard was so fucking cool. And you drive by, and this goddamn porn theater looked like it was about to fall over. All of a sudden, you see it, and you're like, dude, that's where Fred Willard was? I guess you're trying to... Sneak away in the shadows, but you got yeah. Fred had the ache. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Fuck it. Timing didn't work out well. The vice showed up. Out he goes. Out <laughs> he goes. Like OJ said, Pee Wee Herman, right? Yeah. Hey, at least he's in the theater, right? All those different shit. But this guy, Tubin, you're on a Zoom call with the New Yorker magazine yeah. and the public radio station from New York. Like, what about that makes you go, oh, boy, it's go time. Can't wait for this call to be over because I got to go. I got to go. Shit. Holy shit. Yeah. I just, man, I don't know what happens to this guy. The thing is, too, like, who could get away with that, Dave? Uh, Donald Trump can get away with it. Oh, God. He gets worth everything. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's just the rock. Yes. If the rock was on that call and he got busted, he'd be like, dude, the fucking rock is the man. He's on the call. (laughs) His name's the rock. He's ready to go. He's on the goddamn call with the PBS radio station. He's like, fuck it. I'm, I'm pulling the goalie. I don't give a shit. I could, I can multitask. God damn it. When's the rock going to run for office? Right? Like the rock, Nick Jonas. We'd probably let him go. Uh, Lester Holt. We'd be like, dude, Lester Holt's the fucking coolest dude on the planet. We don't have any problems with him. Shepard Smith, he seems like a good enough guy. Uh, I'm trying to be fair and balanced. Anybody on Fox News Channel where you go, like, ah, this fucking guy. O'Reilly, we'd probably laugh it off. Like, look at fucking O'Reilly, this maniac. We expected it from O'Reilly. <laughs> this maniac. Right? We're like, we knew it. Zero fucks given yeah, in the no it. spin zone. Yeah. But Tubin, we're like, you greasy little bastard. Yeah, what a disaster. What a... <laughs> God damn it. Don't you have any shame, you sick pervert? But if it's The Rock, we're like, this fucking guy. 
Bozus deal. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. Let's say somebody lands an interview with Tubin. You're watching, right? It's a. It, aren't you going? What no. was going through? Your, oh, I'm watching. I'm down in a. What the fuck was going through your mind? Where's Jay Leno? You got to bring uh, him back. Yeah. He had Hugh Grant on. No kidding. And what was going through your mind once you realized you completely fucked up? When did you know you were busted? Yeah. When did you know that? Oh my God, I made the mistake of my life. Uh, the closest did, I ever came. <laughs> what's the closest on? he ever came to getting arrested? Oh, Jesus. That's funny you say that. That's one of the questions I have for you. I'll tell you right uh, now. Go ahead. So we had a buddy that was probably, I got to think about what year this funny. was. It's funny. One of my questions today is, have you ever been arrested? I've never been arrested. This is the closest it's okay. ever came. I got out. one too. Go ahead. And I think I've told his story on the show. So we had a buddy. We're in our early 20s. And uh, it's me, my brother again, shocker. Fucking worst influence on me. Kept me from being the missing Osmond brother. <laughs> I could have hooked up with Marie if my brother didn't walk me down a path of shame. So it's me, my jackass brother, my buddy Tommy, and another buddy who will remain unnamed that there were questions as to whether or not he'd lost his virginity. We'd gone to a fight at the sports arena, and now it's about 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. Anybody who knows that Midway District, where, remember, vote yes on Prop E next week so we can get us a new arena, that's the only thing we're going to tell you what to vote for. I don't care who you vote for president. I would vote for Todd Gloria because Barbara Bry is uh, against Prop E and wants to keep the sports arena, which is embarrassing. Ridiculous. How it is. Not that I'm a huge Todd Gloria fan, but at least he's for redevelopment of that area. But if you remember in the Midway District in the mid, this is late, early 90s, say 92, 93. Yeah. Not only did you have lay girls and the body shop, but you had street walkers there. Yeah. And there were hookers there all the time. So we put together money. And I think we put probably got 100 bucks together. And we're going to get my buddy laid. Good for you. Good for us is right. That's that's hard-earned money, man. <laughs> so we go and uh, used to be a jack-in-the-box right across. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, right across there. So this girl comes through, and she looks like Vivica A. Fox. She is nice. goddamn outstanding, right? Tweet, tweet, because none of us can whistle. <laughs> tweet, tweet. We get her attention. We go, hey, I said, uh, I negotiated the deal. I said, hey, listen, my buddy over here, nice fella, we don't think he's ever closed the deal. Can we get something going here? Yeah. How old is this guy? Uh, at that time, he's 22. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, probably 22, I would think. She goes, sure. We say, okay, we're going to that car. Take that car right over there. And... Uh, Money exchanges hands. We've now given her the money. He goes, we're like, hey, you're in with that. And dude, she was like outstanding. Not like what Mike watches on the internet. <laughs> and he goes, okay. And he crosses over the street. And he goes, uh, can't do it, man. I'm just, I'm not doing this. Fuck it. Forget it. I'm out. I go, what do you mean you're out? He goes, dude, I'm not. I'm not doing that. That just freaks me out. I'm I'm gone, dude. No. I'm like, well, I can't go ask for the money back. 
I go, fuck it, I'm going. So I go. I'm in the front seat of the car. She's next to me. As soon as the car door shuts, literally seven SDPD pull into that jack-in-the-box parking lot. Lights flashing. She and I were such a natural connection. We didn't even say a word. We just both pull the thing on the side, and both of our seats just go completely back. Boom, boom. I'm like, well, goddamn, how about this? So we're watching. What if she showed you a badge? Oh, that would have been a bad night. I would have been arrested. So I was like, how's your night going? <laughs> Not bad. I said, all right, well, listen. As soon as these, uh, as soon as blue clears out, you're fine. You're good. Just keep it and roll. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh. The cops stayed there for like 15 minutes, and she and I were just chatting, watching everything, kind of looking over the like, get down. We didn't have a blanket or nothing to hide. And then uh, cops cleared out and she left. Why didn't you close the deal? Oh, because there's cops everywhere, Dave. They were gone. They were gone. <laughs> Do you have that scanner app? I don't, no, I never listen to that scanner app. It makes me nervous. The I don't know how you best. listen to that shit. The best. Oh, my God. So uh, that's the closest uh, that I can think of. Oh, my God. All right. So I was in uh, I was in high school. My, uh, my cousin had Raider season tickets. Okay. Mm. And so John Elway comes to town. The oh, Broncos are oh, ten, coming to town. Shitload of Bronco fans, of course. So I had yeah. two extra tickets. So oh, it was nice. my buddy oh, and I. Oh, yeah. And I had two tickets. And I was like, well, I'm going to the game, but I have two to sell. So I've never scalped a ticket in my life. And I agree with this couple that I'm going to get them to buy my tickets. And um, sure enough, cops come up. Oh, no. They go, what's going on? And then. Sure enough, cuffs go on me, okay? Really? Cuffed, knees on the ground, and I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm think- At the time, I lived with my grandmother. I was in high yeah. school, so I'm thinking, I got to explain to my grandmother that fucking I got arrested. She's going to freak out. She's going to send me back to Tennessee, you know? And so um, while the guy is looking at my driver's license and taking notes, writing the whole thing oh, down, boy. the people I sold the tickets to reach into my back pocket and take the tickets out, and they go into the game. They put the money in and took the tickets out. And the guy's like, "All right, give me the give me the tickets now. Where are they?" I go, "I don't have the tickets." He goes, "Bullshit!" I go, "Dude, I don't know what you're arresting me for. I don't have any tickets to sell." And he searches every pocket. I have zero tickets on me, and sure enough, fucking, uh, they had to let me go. Nice. If those assholes didn't take the tickets out of my pocket, I would have been been arrested. And and I know it wouldn't have been a big deal, but it would have been a big deal for my grandmother. That's for fucking sure. So. I tracked them down. I said, did I'll even give you the money back? I go, you just saved me cool. from getting arrested. But they didn't take the money. I go, no, fuck, we're Bronco fans. We're happy to we're happy to help you out. And so that was the closest. But I'm one of those guys, man. I'm not like Steve Woods where I've been arrested on like 20 misdemeanors. I'm not that guy. I'm just the, the guy that sits here and tries to play it clean as I can. It might be boring to a lot, but, man, one of my things is I never wanted to get arrested. I was afraid to get arrested. I think Woods has actually been arrested or is that stolen valor? <laughs> You know what I thought was bizarre about this guy today? Everything. Okay. So this fucking guy. First of all, I'm on this guy named group text this weekend. All right. And obviously I'm watching the guy named Dodgers. And yeah. Brett Boone is writing to him and me nonstop. Breaking okay. down every fucking play. Oh, God. And I'm like, I love Brett, but I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, dude, shut Talk the fuck up. Talk to Rich Herrera. Shut the fuck up. You know? And, and I'm like, not now. Not today. Save it. Yeah. And, you know, Woods' heart beats down to nothing because he doesn't give a shit. Brett doesn't give a shit. 
but I'm dying. Okay. Yeah. And so Woods like fucking Pele is so fucking nervous he won't respond. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to talk to you fucking guys. I just want to watch the game. I just want to watch the fucking game. So I flip on this morning. <laughs> flip on this morning, and he tells a story. He almost died this weekend. He did. Yes. And Paul's a weirdo. I thought Paul was normal, but he's not. So Woods says he's going to make his first brisket. Okay. I don't okay. know if you heard the story. So he went and bought a brisket. And I he- actually heard him today when Paul brought the show to a screeching halt. Well, he did that at five oh two. But well, he did it again at about seven fifty five. And Ben was like, that's really great, Paul. Thanks. So, so Woods goes to make a brisket. Okay. And he decides while well, he's going to wait for it to fucking cook for like four hours, he's going to go lay in his hammock in his front yard. Okay. <laughs> okay. He falls right out of the fucking hammock and bashes his head into the corner Dude, of the Dude, I saw Bo fall out of the bed and they said something about a bad yeah. weekend for the Woods boys. Yeah. I didn't realize this idiot fell too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he said... He thought, he, he literally said, he goes, dude, I thought I was dying. Like, he goes, the sharp point of the deck oh. went, went into the soft part of my head. Oh, oh. He said, no one is home. He goes, I stood up. And he goes, I thought I was dying. He starts telling the story of, of the dude from NXS that got punched in the face and it changed his life forever. And Paul just starts laughing his ass off. I'm like, the guy just told he thought he was dying. Like, he didn't even, Woods wasn't laughing like, dumb fuck me. Yeah. He's and like, Paul's dying. Dude, he's laughing at him. And I'm like, dude. Paul cut the strings in the hammock. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Paul cut the strings in the hammock. So Shit. When he starts laughing at him, I'm like, dude, this is a little, little nuts. I'm a little sick fuck, but dude, you're, you're, you're kind of disgusting. Ugh. So, uh, yeah, anyway. So, did you uh, see that video of Bo? I did. 800 Bo times. Bo looked like uh, Evil Knievel coming over the ramp at, at uh, Caesars. Okay, so here's the deal on me. Jesus. I'm looking at this video. First, I have it on my phone this way. Then yeah. I got to turn my phone yeah. sideways. We you, all did it. Too. Yeah, of course. And then I got to see, okay, what made him fall? And I, I mean, I'm breaking down his fall 800 times, and I'm like, God, I'm a sick fuck watching this kid fall. I didn't laugh one time like Creepy Paul, but the whole time I'm like, how did this kid flip out like that? Yeah. It looked like he was almost reaching to turn off his alarm clock, <laughs> which he wasn't. And then he just flipped out. I was like, this isn't good at all. No. He looked like he was putting his reading glasses on the nightstand and just yeah, completely... Right? Did a header yeah. off the side. And then I'm, and show you how sick I am, I immediately go to the volume button going, there has to be sound with this. But there wasn't. And I'm like, what am I doing that for? That is kind of morbid. But I'm waiting for this kid to cry. I don't think Bo cries, dude. Bo, I mean, he cries when he's throwing a tantrum, but yeah. that's what all little guys do. Holy shit, dude. He went flying. That fucking little dude, man. <laughs> God damn. How about that kid cussing up Mark Grant on his birthday? <laughs> Bo did? He didn't say that happy birthday, Mark. Eat shit. Jesus, what are they doing to that guy? It's my wife always says, wait till that kid gets to school. It's all funny now till the parents are getting calls. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I'm sorry about Steve. Hey, he's alive. I thought he was Michael Hutchins and shit, that his whole life Dude, was going to be changed. Let me tell you, Michael Hutchins is the prime example. We saw him down... Wherever that is, wherever that goddamn venue is, down by like the Sheridan at Mission Bay, right? It's down by yeah, Pacific Princess about. or down by the airport outdoor venue. This fucking asshole was so stoned, he couldn't even talk, right? It's like we were saying about Eddie Van Halen. Now, the good thing was I'd seen Eddie Van Halen a handful of times where he was just crazy how great he was. That the one night when he was fucked up, it really sucked because yeah. you'd been spoiled by how great he was. But I, we'd never seen in excess. So about five of us went, and Michael Hutchins is just laid out 
on the deck. Shut up. I'm trying to tell a story. Shut up. You're like, hey, fuck you. Fucking dick. And John Mellencamp yelling at you? Well, yeah, but but at least John Mellencamp was standing up, and John Mellencamp, somebody threw a shoe at him when he was Johnny Cougar at the stadium. Hey, who the fuck threw that? I'll come down there and beat the shit out of you, motherfucker. Hurt so good. And then, uh, but Michael Hutchins is just laid out like he's in a, a twin bed. Like he's fucking Goldilocks. Hey, like, how much should I pay for this douche? And then uh, all of a sudden, like three months later, he's goddamn dead because he's trying to blow himself. And you're like, I thought he was hanging himself and jerking off at the same time. Well, goddamn for being ambidextrous. I mean, that that's a talent we should acknowledge. But he's dead. And you're like, wow, goddamn. Bless his heart. And all my friends are like, oh, shut up. You were just looking for a refund. Ticketmaster. Now all of a sudden you're heartbroken. Out there singing Imagine? Fuck off. <laughs> My friends gave me no chance to uh, to be, uh, you know, sad. <laughs> I, I couldn't mourn the loss. But, yeah. Uh, who See, punched him in the face? That's what Wood said. Wood said he was in France, got punched in the face, and it changed everything about him. He was never the same. He, like, he turned into a depressed, crazy fuck after that. Is that true? That's about what Michael said. Hutchins? Never heard of that before. They said he was the nicest guy in the world until he got punched in the face, and it completely changed his demeanor to I would trust Steve on that. I got to ask him that story. That sucks, yeah. man, because, boy, when those guys, they ran, where was I watching? On- I, saw, I saw them live. I saw them like in 86. Steel Pulse opened up for him. But on like Access TV or one of those, they had Access TV runs concerts on the weekend. They ran a show those dudes played at Wembley. Yeah. Holy shit, man. They crushed it. Dude, I went to spring break in Palm Springs in 88. And I swear to God, the only thing playing was in excess up and down the street. In excess, Stevie B. (laughs) You and Stevie B. Fuck. Nobody was playing Stevie B. Bullshit. Jesus. They knew Island Boy was coming. Who else in 88 was tearing it up? Paul Bobby, Abdul? Bobby Brown. Bobby Paul, Brown was? Paul Abdul, I think, was 89. Karen White? Who's <laughs> Karen White? Fucking, who's Karen White? Dude, the hottest woman on the planet. What's the matter with you? I remember Lisa Lisa. That's oh, funny. shit. That's true. Another hot one. Oh, my God. Uh, hey, if you're the guy, I've asked you this. Yeah. Lisa Lisa's big song was All Cried Out. Yeah. She sang it with those dudes from Full Force. And every one of those guys look like they could be they like modern day NBA stars. Just these guys were machines. Although they were a little weird because they all had the matching headbands like Lisa Lisa's yeah. headband. Yeah. But when she's singing, she's all cried out, and then the guy sings that he's cried out too. Like he we we don't give him any credit for that, right? Did I ask you this? Last no, week, no, I thought Lisa Lisa's big song is "Lost in Emotion." She had that too, but then she was all cried she out with full force. Out. Yeah, full force. But when that guy sings that he's all cried out, that it, he just loses his guy card, I agree. right? I agree. Even for a hot chick like yeah. Lisa, you can't admit that shit. <laughs> Would you admit to Nicole Ager you were all cried out? No, no. Who's the chick you made the mixtape for with Jack Wagner? Oh, Tara Wilson. Would you admit to her you were all cried out? Oh my god, dude! Fucking Tara Wilson. Damn it. Tara Wilson was like, remember that movie Zapped? 
Yeah. With, with Scott Bale. Remember that? Scott Bale, your buddy. Yeah. So How about you today? What a tool t- you Tara, are. Tara Wilson. Hold on. Tara Wilson was like what Heather Thomas was in Zapped. Like she didn't belong in high school. We yeah. were like, what the fuck? Yeah, that she was, belonged that, on a poster? That was No, that was her. Like this girl right here looks like she's 28 going to school with us. I love Nicole Ager. Yeah. She's great. And she sounds like she's still going through a tough time. She is going through a tough time and... There is an ongoing battle between her and Scott Baio. Now, it's very funny if you've been paying attention to Scott Baio, Dave, that Ron Howard said he was going to do like an uh, old-fashioned script reading of Happy Days, bring the cast together to raise money for the Democratic Party of Wisconsin. Oh, really? Where Happy Days took place. So Henry Winkler was in, Marion Ross was in. Wow. Wow. I'm sure they had a check if Anson Williams wasn't on tour. Donnie Mose <laughs> uh, could get the day off from working at Stater Brothers. Joni's dead. Hey. Yeah, I'm just saying. She's not coming. So John Stamos jumps in to this Twitter thing and said, uh, hey, if you need somebody to play Chachi, I'm in. Really? Scott Bale loses his mind. Of course, Stamos is a fucking Marxist liberal. Is that what he writes? Yeah. That's hilarious. I don't think he cussed, but he's like, ah, <laughs> no shock that Stamos is a Marxist. Oh, my God. Right? But there's been this ongoing battle between Stamos, or uh, not Stamos, excuse me, Scott Bayo and Nicole Ager. And his fan base. Yeah. About allegations that he acted inappropriately when she was a kid on Charles in yeah. charge. Well, she says rape. I mean, she used yeah. the word rape. And I think she talked about it on the podcast. Did yeah, she? Yeah, she did. A little bit, she did. Okay. So they've gone back and forth the whole thing. And she gets harassed by his followers, the whole everything. So we're friends with her on Facebook. Yeah. And I just, I look at Dave today. Hey, I'm really sorry for what you're going through. Nobody yeah. should have to suffer like that. He's a real POS. Yeah. And I'm like. Shut up. <laughs> Would you say shut up? I don't know what to tell you. Did you see the messages she got? It was brutal, man. I'm I, sitting there dude, going, she's been the getting them for two years. Yeah. You know what's interesting to me is, to me, okay, so I break down social media this way. Insta- Instagram and Facebook to me are one of the same, kind of just your friends. Yeah. Twitter is just a bunch of maniacs, and I accept that. But right. to let somebody in on your Facebook page to be to attack you I think is bizarre to me. And that's what happened to her. She got killed by someone that she thought was a friend that portrayed themselves as someone else. And then they went after her brutally. Yeah. It, uh, Facebook's gotten really bad, too. I don't... Don't you think most of these you get out of it what you decide you want to get out of it? Yeah. I mean, for me, look, the thing is, God dang, finally we'll have this election next Tuesday. By the way, no show a week from tonight on a Monday... Uh, next Monday night is my son's 13th birthday. Fantastic. Teenagers. Yeah, pretty exciting. So, But what Dave and I are really excited about is we're actually going to do the show on November 3rd, Tuesday night, election night. We'll start here at 8 o'clock. Uh, it'll be kind of fun. We'll start seeing some of the results coming in for the mayor, for Prop E, president, a bunch of different things coming in. And, and we've never done that show, so we're really excited to do it. Look, man, my thing is... The people that I have on Facebook and that I accept in are people that I have a really long history with. Most of them I have a really long history 
going way before you and I did anything. And if you look at it and you go, well, their politics is a little weird. I I just feel like we're at a point in this country, and we've talked about it, Dave, where people that are going to vote for Biden are going to vote for him and people that are going to vote for yeah. Trump. And so why why get your blood pressure all exactly. up by trying to talk somebody out of it? Exactly. There's no one decided it's out there. No, I just... Uh, and then there's always this guy. If I could just have one friend post this, it would be Fuck so that. important. And yeah. I'm like, hey, shut up. Don't just read it. Repost it. Fuck hey, off. yeah, don't. I just need two of you as we support the French Foreign Legion. Can I please get this reposted twice? Can I please get this reposted so color me bad? I'll go back on tour. <laughs> like, how bored are you, right? And then this dick. Hey, Facebook. I don't want my information shared. This is officially my declaration. Like somebody there in their main office. Ah, shit. <laughs> Palais is a no-go. What? <laughs> yeah, right here. Posted. 215. He's a no-go. Fuck. What about Woods? Nah, fuck. He's fine. He's just posting Dylan lyrics. He's all right. <laughs> we can still fuck with him. <laughs> But uh, I, I just, all of it, man. It's all of social media. Instagram's cool. I do like, uh, I'm getting a bunch of spam, though. You're getting a bunch of spam on Instagram all of a sudden now with, with people trying to uh, direct message you or other things like that? No, I haven't, I, got, I, I haven't gotten those. It's bad. No, I haven't gotten those. That I haven't had for a while. Um, and then Twitter is just, Twitter's a little dull now that Padre season's over. Oh, my God, dude. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I go back to Twitter the way I use it when we first started. You said to set up your news feeds, the stuff yeah. that you're interested in as far as the way it goes. want to ask you about uh, baseball real quick before mm -hmm. we moved on to uh, how old are they, how much are they worth. Um, World Series time, uh, for you right now, okay, is this one of the best World Series that you can remember? No, I'm a little disappointed in Tampa. Really? I really am, Dave. I, so I No team has won back-to-back -back games. True. Um I loved Ben and Woods a little bit today playing the different calls of what happened in game four. I mean, what a wild ending. Credit oh to God. Joe Buck. I thought Joe Buck had a really great call on that. You know who the Spanish call is, though? And I would think Ben would know this. Steve, this is probably before. The guy doing Spanish TV, Dave, is Adrian Garcia. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so I sent a message to him the other day. Dave and I have known Adrian going back to what? Fucking day one, yeah. right? And so they played that today, the the Fox Deportes call. Adrian's been a buddy of ours for five. At I least mean, fifteen years. Shit, I think longer than that, Dave. Yeah. I think going back to like two thousand. Didn't he do? I'm trying to think of how he started. Where we met him was he working for Eduardo? He he, he gives us a shitload of credit. Like he's one of those guys that will say, "You guys started my career." I don't know how he figures that. Yeah, I don't either. He's talented. He says that all the time. Well, he's such a good dude and a San Diego guy. Yeah. And now he's the national call for Fox Deportes. And and Stephen Ben played his call today, and I it gave me chills. I, I, I'm not going to bug him now during it, but I want to hear his final call. You know what I wish? Man, I got to tell you. I wish it was the fucking Astros. I wish it was the yeah. Astros and Dodgers because you look at 
Margot and Hunter Renfro and all that. What happened in Game Four was great, and Blake Snell. I get all that, but uh, I I think if it was the Astros and the Dodgers, it would have just been insane. And I also would have felt like Dave that the Astros would have been in the game in the eighth, and I felt like they would have been in the game in the ninth. But I, for me, when I'm watching this. I, I just, uh, Rosarena's been unbelievable. So he, here's a, a crazy thing about him, okay? One is he is eligible for Rookie of the Year next year. Really? How crazy is that? Like he's, so a couple things broken down. One is with the Rays going into the season, he was the 19th prospect in the Rays organization. Wow. Okay, so Tim Kirchin, okay, said today on Darren's show. Yeah. He goes to show you how rare this is, what we're seeing as fans is we all know LeBron James takes the game-winning shot. We all know mm -hmm. LeBron James is going to lead the Lakers. This is the equivalent of taking someone out of the G League and is the leading scorer every single fucking night. Unbelievable. And taking your team to the NBA Finals. And this doesn't happen in sports. No. Your quarterback's your quarterback. Your stars are your stars. This kid to come out of nowhere. He's also older than what we think. Like, he's 26 years old. So wow. think about it. He has six more years of service time. He doesn't have a chance of making money outside of minimum wage until he's 32. God dang. And so, it, yeah, it, it, the whole thing is is bizarre. I will say this about game four. Literally, it was probably maybe the best game I've ever seen in my life overall with all really the lead fun. changes and everything. I will never fucking watch it again. It's on right now. Did you saw me flip the channel? I, turned it, it, I turned it right off. Fuck no. off. No, that's game five. The, no, that's game four. It says series tied 2-2. Look in the upper right. They jumped it. It, was, it wasn't. It was 2-1 when when you, before you walked in. Unless they jump to the next game. Yeah. But I'm sitting there going, holy fucking shit. Bellinger can't play center because of his back. Yeah. The second baseman's playing center field for the yeah. Dodgers. Chris Taylor, who's a good fielder, fucking botches it. And then it just, everything went to shit. And when they put Kenley in, I put on Twitter, Yeah. please don't pitch Kenley. I couldn't believe they yeah. were going to bring him in. And this is where Dave Roberts fucks up, where he picks yeah. friendships and loyalty over the, what's best for the team. Yeah. I was so fucking pissed, dude. I, I, honestly, the way, in my mind, this is how it's set up as as a guy that obviously wants the Dodgers to win. Kershaw's going to win the World Series. Uh huh. He's going to race everything, and they're going to win the championship last night. Mm -hmm. And I've told everyone here, I paid for Jake to be in, his picture to be in Dodger Stadium the whole fucking year. Yeah. Yesterday was the 25th. I go, this is going to play oh, out really damn, cool. Dude. 25 is a big number for us. So sure. 25, Kershaw, I go, this is going to be great. And as soon as they lost, I go, this thing is going seven games. There's no way they're going to Oh, you think Snell tomorrow? Snell's going to beat Gontolin. His fucking ERA is over nine. He's yeah. Not, what happened he, that, dude? And so I think they just overused him. He's not. He hasn't got. Well, this is the first time he's going to get five days rest. We'll see what he looks like. But Snell okay. had a perfect, uh, excuse me, had a no-hitter going yeah. in the fifth inning against them last time. This is going to be Charlie Morton, Walker Bueller on Wednesday night. With Catch me up because I was doing family shit last night. Yeah. And so I'm watching, but it's out of the corner of my eye. Uh, I mean, day off today. So, yeah. so as a, how's May? May can go. May pitched 30 pitches yesterday. So Gonsolin and then probably Fine. May is what they're going to do. Okay. They're going to go May tomorrow? And then, no, they're going to, Gonsolin starting tomorrow. No, I got it. But yeah, I'm but saying Gons May, May's going to pitch tomorrow. And just, uh, and they're bring gonna it, go, right? They're going by bullpen. They're going bullpen by committee tomorrow. The Dodgers are kind of going to waste this and give him a walker full full rest as uh, the best they can. So he last pitched on Friday. He's going to pitch on Wednesday. And then, so Kershaw last pitched Saturday? No, Sunday. Pitched yesterday. Oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah, so Kershaw's done. Fuck, yeah. Through okay. almost 90 pitches. 
Damn. Yeah, yeah so, you- so the Dodgers are willing to waste this game. Yeah, this is last night's game that we're watching. So they're willing to waste this game Tuesday. The Dodgers are. I mean, they plan. They hope to win. Yeah. But they aren't expecting to know that Blake Snell was your Cy Young a few years ago. And so the Rays are going to be favored in Vegas to win this game and push this to seven games. That's why I was saying no team has won back-to-back games. It's gone every other game. Uh, when the you, Rays don't have the offense, though, but no. they never give up. This team never fucking gives up. The Margot, by the way, the, the Margot stolen base thing, I, yeah. um, it was two outs. To me, it was the right time to try it. What yeah. was amazing to me was you never practiced that as a pitcher, to step off the – there's so many yeah. things that could have led to a buck that I'll, he stepped off the back of the rubber, made himself a fielder, and then threw the ball in to tag him out by an inch. It was incredible. I like Kevin Cash a lot. Yeah. Uh, the the deal with Dave and Kenley, I had Mason and Ireland on today. It's funny listening to that, right? Because I, I don't remember a time ever where Trevor was losing it. Yeah. I was just trying to think of different Padre closers. I'm sure there is, but not on that stage where they're going for it. But I was just thinking, Dave, can you imagine if you had the matchup right now with the Astros? Where even without having Verlander, who's hurt, but if you had that lineup with Altuve and Correa yeah. and Bregman and Springer Spring. and fuck who Brant- else? Brantley, yeah, right, yeah, and, and all of a sudden you're looking at that Maldonado, you're like, dude, there's a lot of guys who can fucking hit, yeah. and when you're going four to two and you got a guy on in the bottom of the eighth, like we're watching from last night, I just. Uh, I don't know, man. To me, it feels like these games, and, and I think uh, game four was a perfect example. You said the other night when we talked, I think it was about game one, did you feel, uh, or uh, excuse me, game two, did you feel like it was more a situation where Tampa won or the Dodgers lost? The one where Snell pitched in game two? Yeah, what game were we just talking about? Snell we pitched were talking about game up. four, Saturday night was the one where everything went to shit. Well, no, I got that. But I'm saying you and I just had a conversation about a game where maybe it goes back to the previous series where we said, did you feel like it was a game where this team won or that team lost? I mean, game four, I didn't didn't feel like Tampa won. I felt like the Dodgers fucking fell right on their dick at the end and and fell apart. They did. And that's kind of where you go, I mean, who knows what happens, right? The baseball's been wild. But it just feels like to me, Dave, watching these two teams, if the Dodgers can just not be as sloppy as they were and get somewhat decent pitching with that offense, fuck, man, they're, they're going to win this thing. It's uh, it, it, it's pretty crazy. So here, I'm going to throw a trivia question out for you. Okay. Okay, Corey Seager right now has a chance of winning World Series MVP. He won NLCS MVP. Mm-hmm. Can you name the last guy to win both? Uh, I'll give you a hint. NLCS MVP and World Series MVP. Ooh, that's interesting. But you said NLCS? It's NL. NLCS and MVP. Fuck, dude. I don't know. I'm leaning towards Bumgarner, but I don't know who it would be. No, Willie Stargell. Is that 1979. right? Wow. Yeah, Willie Stargell. Wow. It's been that long since it's happened. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Dude, I would have thought like like Bumgarner yeah. in one of those years where he was so dominant for the Giants. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, no, it's been fun. 
for sure. I mean, what a couple of days in L.A., right? It's uh, yeah, it, it is. It's something else. It's very, very interesting. I remember a few years ago when the Dodgers were playing Game Seven against the Astros, and they said the Dodgers had never won a World Series at Dodger Stadium. That you never won, never, never were the home team and won. You understand? Like really? Yeah. It's like when they beat the Twins, it was in Minnesota. When they beat the Yankees, it was at Yankee Stadium. When they beat the A's, it was in Oakland. Wow. And even though this is – which means they've never won in the white uniforms. Tomorrow, they're, yeah. they're wearing white the next two games. So, I don't know oh, if that's a good done. sign for yep. – fuck, dude. It, it's uh, What it's do you do if else. they lose the next two? You know what? I fully expect them to lose tomorrow. I'm not just saying that. It just makes sense. If you're a betting guy, why wouldn't you put your money on Blake Snow? The guy's ridiculous. But if uh, if they lose the next two, I'll be really fucking pissed. But then, who do the Rays come back with for Game Seven? It's Morton, Charlie Morton. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Who's been money in those games? And it'd be Morton Bueller in seven. Yeah. God, that's good, man. Yeah, I tell you, it's, it's a pretty good World Series. I mean, again, no one's won back to back games. It's yeah. Not bad. And the Rays, you can't you can't count them out. I mean, I watched them a shitload when they started beating the Yankees this year. Yeah. And I'm like, it's pretty good fucking – Cash has done it. You kind of look at Cash no, I and do. go, is he Joe Madden? Remember Joe Madden was so yeah. good in Tampa that when he had an opportunity to make big money and go to a real organization, he took off? Is well, Cash that guy? This team's going to be interesting too when Wander Franco gets going Yeah, because probably as early as next year, right? Could be. I mean, uh, you know, right now their shortstop's only 27 years old. You know, so you, I don't – do they got that short? I'm mind blanking. Uh, 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 um, oh, uh, Adamas. Adamas, number one. Oh fuck! Where are you putting him? That's what I don't think he's might be part of the future. He doesn't hit. The the guy, the next guy is going to be the guy they got from the Padres. Is going to be they're going to Xavier gonna be, Edwards. Xavier Edwards. They say will be at second or short, and then Wandy will be at short or second. Yeah, those are the, that's your future up. But then oh. what happens with Lau? Lau is your best hitter normally. Goddamn right. So I mean they're they're loaded. Remember as we just said, the other guy, um, Rosarina was was ranked 19. I mean that's a hell of a system they have. And then uh, I'm mind blanking on the third baseman. Uh, it's not Waddle. What's his fucking name? I always want to call him Weddle. Wendell. Wendell. Um, that fucking kid's been solid during the playoffs. It's uh it's it's an interesting franchise to to watch what's what's happening. But yeah, it's um anyway, that that that's it. Hey, when I mentioned Dan Williams, we obviously I trashed him as far as him causing problems with the bike lanes. Forget about the problem <laughs> that, that Dan likes that bike. Dan can actually help you out financially. Calling Dan is one of the best moves you can make. He'll help you get out of debt. He can talk you right through the process. Austin wants to help you get out of the rental market and help you buy your first home. Dan can help you accomplish these things. Look, if you're renting right now, it is a joke of a game. you got to get out of the rental market. Call Dan Williams, 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Yeah, Dave, so many different things going on, and the housing market right now, especially refis, but I was giving people Dan's number over the weekend at a party for my kids. And people saying, hey, I need to refinance. You go, oh, it's easy. Write this down, 858-688-6813. Because people are like, wow, I have my rates are four, four and a half, five. You're like, what are you doing? Like, the rates are just wow. crazy. Dan had a thing on social media today saying the housing market is the way it is because the mortgage rates are so low. And give them a call. See what you can do, right? What kind of loan makes the most sense for you to save that money? I just think... I don't know what the economic picture looks like in 21. Maybe it changes after the election. Maybe it doesn't. But, man, if you can start tucking some of that money back in your pocket and giving you the opportunity to save, shit, man, wouldn't it be nice if 21 kind of gets back to normal? 
and you have that opportunity to look and the vacation fund is big and, and pretty plentiful, and all of a sudden your family can do that trip that you've wanted to do forever, you want to go out and visit Yuma Yuma Donuts? <laughs> well, goddamn, now you can go. I give Dan a call, tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Once you're ready to buy that home, you're going to call Brian Curry. Brian Curry, again, is experienced in sales all over San Diego County, Oceanside, Imperial Beach, Escondido, Chula Vista, all East County as well. He's the best guy to talk to right now. Full-service broker, access to the best professionals in the mortgage business. Brian Curry can sell your house. He can help you find your new house. Make sure you call our friend Brian Curry at 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. We committed or uh, we continued our commitment to IB back down for pizza Saturday night after a great day hanging out, celebrating uh, an early birthday for my son's in Mission Beach, uh, we went down, hit it, and then we came home. We said, "You know what we're gonna do, Dave? We're gonna." I told my sons, Jack and Cade, "We're gonna watch uh, John from Cincinnati, because we've we've mended fences with the fine people of IB, and we're gonna celebrate by watching this show and seeing it." My God, as bad as that show was, you remember it? It's ten times worse. I knew it was now. Holy fuck. Rebecca D. Mornay, awful. Luke Perry, awful. And about five other people that you're like, God, it's so bad we just turned it off. It is terrible. Ed O'Neill went from Ed that. Ed O'Neill is a complete idiot. He went from that show to Modern Family. Poor Ed O'Neill. But they have him. They have him as this old guy, and he's driving this kid who absolutely cannot act. This kid's like in a surfing contest. He's you know, the, the local IB He's the grandson of the the big kahuna, and then his dad's a crackhead that lives in that shitty motel. And then this 13-year-old kid wants to go surf, so the family asks Ed O'Neill to drive him. I don't know what Ed's problem is, but he's driving super slow, and all these people are uh, honking at him. And all of a sudden, Ed just yells out the window, Hey, fuck you! <laughs> that was the only funny part of the The whole show sucked. Except for uh, Ed yelling at and somebody driving by, but uh, I be man. I I'm happy to say it. I'm I I don't know about Palm. I can't hype Palm from the Strand of the Five. That seems a little shaky. But man, down there by the brig, down by Luigi's, whatever that's. I still don't even know what the fuck that street is. But it's so fun going down there. So if you wanted to live down there, it seems like there's some pretty cool houses with some pretty nice ocean views. You know what? Call Brian Curry. Brian knows that the ban has been lifted. <laughs> We're going to try to keep you away from where the Tijuana River Valley hits IB. We're going to try to take good care of you. Just give Brian a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. All right. Look, so Taylor May Pools right now is saying we're still open for business. You know why? Because it's going to get warmer again. Oh. Today, right now, as we do the show, it's the first time we've done a show all year, I think, without the fans going in Yeah. Here. Probably sounds better in our microphones. 61 degrees right now. Guess what? Wow. The temperature's going to go shooting up this week. I just looked at it right now. Alan Taylor's building pools because you guys are sweaty. And you guys have yeah, nothing to do with your time. You need that pool in your backyard. Taylor May Pools can make that perfect pool for you. Make your backyard a staycation. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. We're down uh, driving around the neighborhood the other day, Dave. Older guy, probably in his 60s, out mowing his lawn. Yeah. And he's just got the white T-shirt on. And it's impossible not to notice that he's got that big yellow stain in the pit where Jesus. you're like, dude, that guy, he's ruined. 
his Hanes beefy tea because he just sweated it out. And I almost just yelled to him, you should have called Alan Taylor. You would have saved your poor wife a lot of money in uh, fabric spray. You would have saved me from feeling dizzy looking at that gross T-shirt of yours. And you would have had the uh, ability to relax in style with a gorgeous tailor-made pool. What a perfect time. Dave, you're right. It's going to get hotter this week. Yep. And you're going to have a little bit of a couple of months. But guess what? That's what the goddamn heater's for. (laughs) Heat up the pool and go out there and relax. Build that backyard you deserve, especially as the goddamn apocalypse feels like it's closing in on us more and more with Santa Anas and everything else. These goddamn uh, death hornets, (laughs) murder hornets, right? Shit, man. You need that pool. You've earned it. Give Alan a call. Tell him we sent you. Also, Kyle Fluker standing by to help you with that website. I had something I had to do today where they said, look, all you have to do is log on to this website, schedule your appointment, and pay for what you need. I could not do it. I was there for at least two hours. And finally, really? I'm getting yelled at. It's that really easy. And I went to my phone and was finally able to do it through my phone. But through the computer, didn't work. What I needed didn't register. And I'm like, this is the worst website I've ever been on. How's this uh. guy run an entire business out of it? If you have a business right now that is struggling, it could be your website. Your website sucks. Kyle Fluger can help you out. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Dave's so right. If you have gone, especially when you think about since March, right? When we've yep. all been stuck in the house, you're trying to avoid going to the big box stores. You're trying to avoid going to Target or Walmart. And you're seeing what kind of items can be delivered to the house. And I know a bunch of you have done food or you're ordering different supplies. But if your business is really making the bottom line during these difficult times via your website, man, take a look at and say, how are we doing right now in October 2020 versus October 2019? And then just start taking a look at Yelp reviews for your competition and see what people are saying. Look at the BBB reviews for your competition. Are people happy? Look at your own BBB reviews. I mean, people still use the Better Business Bureau and find out. And if that website, man, it's how we started, Dave, talking about podcasts. Yeah. If people are not getting instant satisfaction from your site, then you're doing it wrong. Call Kyle and have him help you out. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much they worth? The day is October 26th. We're going to start off with Hillary Clinton. Oh, wow. Hillary Clinton, let's say 68. 73. Really? Yeah, 73. How much is Crooked Hillary worth? <laughs> Was that the name he gave her? Okay. Yeah, all Lock the, her all up. the nicknames, yeah. Uh, I'm fascinated. Um, there are so many stories on either side of the aisle that I'm fascinated by. Like, who knew what? What's going on? Where's all this money coming from? Like, that's the thing. I saw somebody the other day, I think it was Mark Cuban. Said, you know what? We should just get rid of the Republican Party and the Democrat Party and just have people run against each other. I think we literally said this on the show. Yeah. We said this two years ago. Get rid of the parties and let people vote on what people's platforms are. Correct. And just let it go. And all of a sudden, you no longer have to win the primary. You just win. Too much division. Yeah. Get rid of them both. Uh, I think she is worth, Dave, are you asking how much legit money she's worth or how much Mm. dirty money or both? Well, I'm going to go assume that all of it is a legit. So we're okay. going to go with how much is she worth and what's the family worth? I'll give you either option. This is going to be crazy, right? I'm going to say she's worth $100 million and the family's worth $400 million. She's worth $45 million. The family's okay. worth $240 million. 
Wow. $240 million. So here Big we go. go. Seth McFarlane. Do you know oh, who yeah. Seth McFarlane is? Absolutely. You're the only guy I know who's never seen Family Guy. Never ever seen it. Love Family Guy. Seth McFarlane, I'm going to say, is 50. 47. Looks like Peter Brady, doesn't he? He does. He looks just like that guy. I'm going to say he's worth, uh, dude, he owns that show. I'm going to say he's $60 million. $300 million. $300? Wow. He seems like old. a likable dude. Yeah, he seems pretty funny. He pissed off everybody at the Academy Awards a few years ago, remember? Oh, yeah. All right, Keith Urban. Keith Urban loves the gingers. <laughs> uh, Keith Urban, 51. 53. 53. He's worth, I think he's worth some money. I'm going to say $100 million. $75 million. Damn, not bad. Who do you think, I don't know I don't know the answer, but who do you think has more, Nicole Kidman or him? Uh, I think him. Like, I think she's done well. Yeah. But I think him. I know people who say they see him and Nicole in Nashville all the time. So nobody bothers them. Just let it, lets them walk around, do their thing. Nobody knows. People I, come up and always say, you look like Keith Urban to him, and he, he that goes, lady, that lady offered to pay for his groceries. Yeah, that's right. I saw that story. <laughs> How great that is that? Right. Um, all right. You have to drive from here to Pismo Beach. Do you? Would you rather have Keith Urban in the front seat or Nicole Kidman? Oh, Keith Urban. I told you, Nicole Kidman doesn't like me. Well, yeah. What separates her from the rest <laughs> of the world? She, when I met Tom Cruise that time, he thought he knew me and he carried on a conversation. And she's like, "We don't know him." And he swore he knew who I was, and he would not let me go. Wow. And she, she looked at me like, are you going to fucking let us go? Like, stop talking to my husband. We do not know you. Yeah, weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Pat Sajak, last one. Dude, I think his age is going to freak us out. I think Pat Sajak's 71. 74. Wow. Okay. I think he makes about 25 a year. I think he makes about twenty-five a year. I'm going to say he's worth two hundred million. Okay, it says sixty-five million dollars. Dude, no yeah, way. I'm he's, just saying that's what it says. I don't know. He's been making a sixty-five. Dude, he's been doing that show for twenty-five oh, years. Has. It's like three less than three million a year. When I uh, when I first moved to Nashville, he was the weatherman on channel uh, on NBC on the NBC station. He was the weatherman on the news. Wow. How about that? All right, here we go. Five random questions. It's turned into four because I already asked the question. Have you ever been arrested? So here's a different one for you. If you were arrested. Who would be the first person you would call? Uh, I'd call my ex-wife. Oh, there you go. Yeah, defense attorney. I'd call her. Which, would she go and help you out? She, you know what? She's great. She, uh, it was funny. I put this thing on Instagram yesterday because she bought a bookshelf. Yeah. And she was laughing because she bought it and it's solid wood. Fucking thing's about 900 pounds. So my sons and I are down throwing the football in Coronado. And she goes, hey, if I bribe you with chili and cornbread, will you help me move this bookcase? I go, well, I tell you no, but I got to bring these two dicks home and then I'd be fucked, you know, I'd be done. So, uh, yeah, no, she'd bail me. She'd square me away. <laughs> All right, here we go. What's the craziest thing you've ever seen at a strip club? Um, Craziest? Oh, I haven't seen, can I take it, let's change it to what I've seen from a stripper. Whatever. Can I change if that? It's, if it's crazy and you saw it at a strip club, it counts. Um, it, it wasn't. It was at a bachelor party. Okay. My buddy Cheech and I were 18, and his neighbor Mike 
um, threw a bachelor party for his friends. So they were like early 30s. Like I said, we got invited in. We were like 18. So it's 25 guys, all that age, right? You know, like the, uh, they look like the whole fucking group from Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. And then me and uh, Cheech. So they bring two strippers out, and these strippers are great. And all of a sudden, they put a Corona bottle on the floor. Yeah. And it starts like that goddamn song, How Low Can You Go? And this fucking girl, Dave, goddamn it. You talk about muscle control. She went down. She picked up that Corona bottle. I tell you what, not with her hands. She was using those to get everybody to clap along. She picked that bottle up and she held it, right? Like it was uh, levitating. That goddamn Corona bottle was levitating above the floor for about 19 seconds. And then her friend took the bottle out and took a big swig out of it. How's that? I feel bad for asking the question. (laughs) And then, wait, I'll give you another one. My buddy Boom and I were in TJ. We used to go down and bet baseball parlays every weekend. Again, we're probably about 17. But I would get all stressed out. This is when Roger Clemens was pitching for the Blue Jays. So I don't know what year that is. I just remember he was starting. And so uh, we would always go to High Lie. We'd bet at High Lie on Revolucion. Because we'd sit upstairs at the bar, the TVs were great, and the beer and everything. It was just, they they were so good. Like, uh, Pueblo Amigo had a wonderful staff, but I love the guys at Highlight. We'd go down every weekend, and they were just so fantastic. But we would get so freaked out because it would be 2 nothing in the second inning, and you're losing your mind because you're going to lose your $24 investment. That I said, hey, let's go walk down Revolucion. Let's go see what's going on. So we're walking, and we're across the street from where Club Unicornio is. Unicornio's on the corner right across from Highly. But then I think if you go across the street, I think that's the side Bambi Club's on. So we're walking uh, north, walking towards the border, but on Revolucion, just kind of hanging out. And all of a sudden, this son of a bitch pops out of the shadows, and he said, hey, man, you want to see the donkey show? And I was like, no, dude, I just want to see Roger Clemens fucking win this game. He goes, hey, girls suck donkey dick. <laughs> and donkey say, hee-haw, hee-haw. I go, get the fuck away from me, you little dick. <laughs> so I didn't go, but people have always said, does the donkey show exist? I said, well, shit, on a Saturday afternoon when I was trying to get the rocket to win for the Blue Jays, this guy popped out of the shadows behind those uh, cotton canvas jackets remember yeah. that we all had that said Corona on. <laughs> uh, he popped out of behind like six of those, and then he just snuck right back into the shadows. <laughs> What's the craziest thing you saw at a strip club? Um, that's pretty easy. I had a buddy of mine, Ken. <laughs> Ken. <laughs> Who spent like 500 bucks on this midget at Lake Girls that had wow. the biggest fake cans of all time, and he just could not stop throwing her money. He was the only one, by the way, doing it. Like, I was like, yeah. how, did, how does she ever make a dime if Ken's not here? Like, he was, I mean, yeah. She was standing up on stage, and he was standing right in front of her. They're almost the same height, and she's on a stage. And you and loved he, her? Loved her. Like 500 bucks. Couldn't get enough. Uh, watching my brother eat jello mold at. <laughs> 
you know, Don's ladies in Palm Desert was pretty fucking <laughs> interesting too. What's what? Uh, who would you call if he got arrested? You know what? I was just thinking about that as you said it. I'm, first of all, I'm so glad you didn't say me. Because, fuck, then I got to tell Rita you got arrested. Yeah, no. <laughs> I got to go get money. Jeff got arrested. Yeah. Um, I'd probably call Woods. I wouldn't bother you. I think I would call Woods. You should call my ex-wife. Well, I don't know if I'd call your ex-wife to say, hey, can you let me help me out? No, she'd tell you what to do. Uh, well, I figure Woods probably has, even though she's an attorney, I think Woods probably has more experience. I think Woods has stolen valor. <laughs> He has stolen valor. Yeah, I think he ran a stop sign one time, and all of a sudden he's acting like he's, uh, uh, you know, Jim Morrison. Oh my God! All right, here we go. What's your go-to move uh, to basically hook up with a girl? Do you have a go-to move, like a place to take her to, or or something? You make her a mixtape, anything? Uh, never made the Jack Wagner mixtape. The Chicago go- Seventeen always works too. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, maybe if you're hooking up with Vera. Fear would be Chicago 14. Chicago 2. <laughs> what? What? Why are we at this hotel? Shut up. Why do we why do I keep hearing Saturday in the park? Uh <laughs> why are we at the Scandia? Shut up. Um, there was a great place. This was a fantastic move. But again, this hasn't been done in 25 years, so I don't know if it still works. But what you could do is you would just go anywhere in Del Mar. Go like, go see my buddy Keith at Jimmy O's. And we were just, Borden Brew was the best, though. But the problem is Borden Brew, you could do this at about, especially now, get to Borden Brew before they close, get a couple of sandwiches, grab a couple of beers. And then I think it was about... Oh, I'd have to think about this. Probably maybe 15th, but I could be wrong on this. Yeah. Just a little bit south of uh, Enfuego, if people know where that is, where the old bullies is on 101 in Del Mar. If you go down about two stop signs, there used to be an area just kind of tucked down to the right, and it would be a little side street. And you could go grab, take the, you just get like a cooler, right? Grab a couple of beers, a couple of shots, fireball shots, right? Get a sandwich, do whatever. And you could jump this little fence at uh, whatever that side street was. And then you could go right over the Amtrak tracks. But as the sun went down, there was this great probably 10 by 20 patch of grass that I don't know who came and maintained it, but goddamn, Dave, the thing looked like Dodgers <laughs> Stadium. It'd be a bigger pain in the ass to get a lawnmower over there. Like your front yard's twice as big as it was. But you could go right there and you had an incredible view of Del Mar for the ocean. But at night as it got dark, the fucking train went from me to your garage door. Yeah. And they couldn't see you. Nobody from the train could see you because you were just in the shadows. Nobody would see you at all, but you could just hang right there, man, and it was great. The train would go by every, if you hung up for a while, you'd see the northbound and the southbound. Sunset, the whole thing. That's probably the coolest place in San Diego, but goddamn, after the cliffs have eroded, I'd warn everybody to be safe. Uh, Other than that, our listener from KFMB, my go-to place was the Scandia right across (laughs) from the Army-Navy Academy. Which was about uh, thirty nine bucks, and uh, and a tetanus shot. 
39 bucks in a tetanus shop. But now that place is all remodeled and looks really? amazing. Yeah. More than $39 now. Yeah, it looks great. Where was the go-to place? I never had a go-to place. The beach, I guess. I, I don't know. I didn't have the go-to place. I was a mixtape guy. I was a king of the mixtapes. And you're right. It doesn't work. didn't work. No. <laughs> Did, no. Mixtapes. It's sad. It's sad. <laughs> all right. Hold um, on. I've got one more for you. Last okay. question of the night. All right. Would you rather go to work and walk around with a boner for eight hours or two black eyes for a week? Oh, two black eyes for a week. <laughs> for sure. What are you doing? You're getting fired with the boner. Like Will Ferrell in Anchorman? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Don't act like you aren't impressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, two black eyes. It's the pleats and the pants. Yes. Every day you're changing the story as to how you got the two black eyes. Um, I'll give you a, a cool show, and maybe a lot of you have seen this show already, so my apologies. Do you have Apple TV? No, I do not. It's only I, five bucks a month. I know. And they, don't have a, they don't offer a lot on Apple TV. I was on the airplane watching that morning show. What, I haven't watched any of that. What do you think? I watched uh, the, the first episode. It was interesting. It, it was a, decent? It was, it was okay. Yeah. Uh, on Apple TV, they're running, and kudos to our friend Stacy Taylor, yeah, who turned me on to this show. Uh, Ewan McGregor, like Ewan yeah. McGregor, the actor? Yeah. Ewan McGregor and a guy named Charlie Borman have done three different series. It's uh, The one I'm watching is the first one. It's called Long Road. I think it's Long Road Down. Okay. And then there's Long Road Around and something else. But it's uh, McGregor and Borman. And it's the first one that I'm watching. It's like 10 episodes. And these dudes start in London on motorcycles and they go through like the Czech Republic. They go through Russia. They're going to cut across into Alaska, into Canada, down through the U S and eventually end up in New York. But it's, I, my son, Cade and I watched the first couple and it was great. Cause you're like, dude, you, you don't realize they're bringing a film crew with them. So the undertaking and trying to get visas and trying to get, their camera guys squared away and all this different than trying to get bikes. And uh, both of those guys, like I, I was never a Star Wars guy yep. or any of the movies, but McGregor and Charlie Borman, I, I found to be incredibly likable. And you're like, God damn, could you do this trip on a bike? And it's so goddamn funny because as they finally get everything loaded up and they're ready to go, they... Uh, they have all these people out watching them. David, be like, if we were out here, you got 25 people watching. And goddamn Charlie Borman's bike is so heavy, he tips it over like five feet out the driveway. <laughs> God, would somebody help me with my bike? Uh, yelling. But uh, yeah, as bad as John from Cincinnati was, that's uh, pretty damn good. If you haven't seen them, uh, there's three, and I don't even know where they go on the other two. They go all around the world, but they're just doing it through motorcycles. Just two buddies seeing the world on their bikes. Cool. Pretty cool. I recommend it. Good deal. All right. So we'll be back on Wednesday night. Yeah, we'll see you then. All right. It's not.
my life.